Hey, 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 officially live. Here we go. Episode two. I guess this is season one. We'll call it the 2023 season to align it with football. But welcome everybody out there. It's girlfriends and football. And we present the tailgate party. Hey, ladies, what's up? Hello. Glad to be back. Yes, yes. We have exactly two followers, two people liking our channel. So it's progress. <laughs> Might be family, but that's okay. Shout out. Thank you. You got to start somewhere. And you know, how supportive is our family if only two people? <laughs> I'm one of five. So that should be how supportive <laughs> it might be. I mean, it is what it is, but I'm having fun. And uh, this is this is to fill my cup. So I would love for other ladies to join us. But, uh, you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. So we'll just start with um, acquiring new folk. I uh, We have that uh, tailgate coming up, Sherry, Bucks, Ravens, preseason game, August 26, 7 p.m. is the game time. We will be um, looking to tailgate there. So come out and see us. Um, Sherry hooked me up with all the deets on that. I feel weird saying deets when I'm over 40, but that's another story. Um, but we have all the things, but guess what I landed? And this is really important. I found a guy who has, oh man, I wish I remember the name of the, of the business. He's going to kill me because it was really, really smart, but it's a bougie bathroom. Like it's the latrines with the AC and like the actual well, soap. Yeah. 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 Right. So I was like, listen here, we can sit, we can have, we can set up shop. Like, can you be next to where I'm going to tailgate? Because so, <laughs> that's what we we'll want, see right? Every female. I'm all about that's that. tailgating. I'm all about testing out that business and spreading the word, man. Quickly. <laughs> I mean, fabulous. been to a tailgate at Raymond James in August, September, um, and gone to the porta potties. Then. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think everybody would be really enthusiastic about this new idea. I, I'm, I'm stoked and I'm really sad that neither one of you will be there with me. I, know. I will have, um, our hype girl. You got, you guys got to meet Caitlin. She's our hype girl. She's coming out. She's a, she's a bowl of fruit loops. She's just so much fun. <laughs> Never heard that as a descriptor. I think that's fabulous. I'm improving. No one I said I was a good improver. Fruit loops, but I don't think it was in fun. <laughs> Oh, then you weren't fruit looping right. <laughs> Kidding. I can't recall a time that I have, but it just seemed like it would be more appropriate for loop de loop de. <laughs> you know who is good at fruit looping? Russell Russia. Wilson. Oh, because boy. Sierra is pregnant again. Baby oh. number four. Nice whoop, segue. Whoop. Four. <sighs> Don't you know how that happens? I love love those two people. Oh. I was going to say, we were just talking about that last week, our girl yeah. crush on Sierra and um, surprise. I don't know how we missed it. It was announced the day before. So um, yeah. Wow. And yeah. she's still going to look the exact same after this baby too. Oh man. That's, that's, not so that's why we don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> I still love remember, her. She has a nutritionist and a trainer and somebody to watch the kids while she works out and all of those other things that is very 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 true yes to assist in that process mm -hmm. makeup artist money yeah. yeah it's a whole thing so um i don't that's why i'm in a ponytail and got my readers on um 
And why but, we had chicken nuggets for dinner tonight. And yes, Beth had Stegosaurus and Tyrannosaurus chicken nuggets tonight. It's nutritious. <laughs> it's what every mom eats. <laughs> Usually they're already half eaten though, right? Oh, man. It, well, I only pick up the ones that have the ketchup still on it. <laughs> well, I did actually have a, you would be proud, Des. Uh, just side note, you know, um, less meat is kind of part of my nutritional needs. Huge carnivore. Um, so I have been doing a lot of meatless meals. So the meal I finished tonight was eggplant parmesan. Yes. Ooh, Get those fruit great. and veggies in. Look at how there smart go. we're going to be. Seven to 12 I've servings. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then she's got her wine to go with it. Grapes. Yeah. Fruit. Grapes. Antioxidants. <laughs> but anyway, shout out. I, I think of you every time I cook a meatless meal. Oh, I'm your veggie girl. Yes. That sounds hot. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, did we did we catch? I know we talked last time. We're not big season, preseason folk. Um, we kind of have it on the background. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even finish what I was going to say last week. Last year was the first time I ever preseasoned. I watched the preseason games. And, you know, it was interesting. I wanted to see how Trey was going to do. Well, guess what I did this year? I wanted to preseason so I could see how Trey was going to do. <laughs> Trey Lance is... Um, Bless him. He's struggling, and I really don't want him to be struggling, but my boy's struggling. I just don't think we can take really anything out of preseason week one, right? I mean, because the whole point is feeling people out in different plays, and at least if I were a coach, I'd be seeing what's successful, you know, for the regular season. So it's I've just never felt that it's about winning games in the preseason more so than feeling things out. I mean, my bucks are a really good example of that. You know, we've got a big quarterback controversy, not controversy, but like who's, you know, I don't a think showdown. It, yeah. He's it's got a showdown. And so played both quarterbacks. So you want to see what your young talent has. You want to see what your veteran does with the new team. You want to see what routes they pick up, who they work with best. I mean, I don't know. To me, preseason is just, it should be, you know, thought of more as, as a, I want to see what the team's got. And I, I sure hope the coaches are looking at what the, their team has to go into the regular season. So did you watch, did you watch your books? For the first half. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we so, can all say that. <laughs> literally. So how, how did you feel about your QBs? I'm, I'm still at the moment rolling with Baker. I mean, I'm still going with my last week prediction. I I think he's going to take a few games. I think Baker's going to be starting. I think he's going to take a few games to warm up, and I think he's going to turn it on after week five bye, and I'm I'm sticking with Baker. All right. Week five. Sherry said week five. All right. Five. Week five is our bye after week five. Okay. All right. Got it down. Beth, did you watch any games? Um, I didn't, but I did hear today, and I didn't know this, that I didn't realize that Burrow was injured. Yeah. Like, injured, injured. Yes. So he was just, he was, um, he was, let's see, he was, he went back and scrambled a little to the right, 
And then all of a sudden he starts hopping on his leg. Looks like a calf. So I don't know if it's like a gastroc tear or what. That's what it sounded like. And they, yeah. but they were saying that he might be out. Like they're taking the long, long, <clears throat> the long road. Like they're looking at possibly not playing until week three yeah. or four, Ooh. which seems yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. So you wonder if there's a little bit more to the story than that. But, you know, they were afraid it was going to be an Achilles the way that he first, you know, Right. Lifted a leg. And so fortunately it's not because that would be a nightmare. Um, but yeah, he did. He got injured. Um, no, I mean, Cherry, I feel you. I mean, I wasn't expecting leaps and bounds. I wasn't looking for, I mean, we, whatever the score was what it was, but I just, I think in, in terms of, of, you know, this is a third year for Trey. He's coming up on his, the end of his rookie contract. And where he's fighting for a second, you know, at least getting the backup quarterback position. Um, he's got little flickers, but I just feel like what I want to see from him is a little bit more decisiveness. Um, Kyle Shanahan is a no nonsense coach. Um, and he, I think he's looking for something within a quarterback that unfortunately I'm not sure Trey has. Mm -hmm. um, and it may be the lack of experience in his college years. And it's so unfortunate because I love this kid. I think he has the talent. I just don't know if the timeline is right for development at this point. And it's so tragic because last year was supposed to be the big year. And then he got a huge injury. Um, so I feel for the kid. And I'm, you know, anyone out there from our two listeners that are listening, um, I'm not saying that I don't want him to be the second string, you know, backup quarterback. I'm just, I'm a little... I'm a little sad, you know, like now I'm in the stage where like, oh, I know what a 20 something year old kid might feel like in that situation. Yeah. So like my mama heart is, is feeling for the kid, but, um, you know, we definitely have some other options. Um, doesn't it kind of make you think about, all right. So, you know, back in the day of the green Bay Packers, there was this quarterback, Brett Favre. And this quarterback no one had ever heard of because he was under Brett Favre's wing forever. And that would be Mr. Aaron Rodgers. We're just so, going to say his name every episode, aren't we? I, I mean, good or bad, man, probably. <laughs> that That's what they did at Green Bay. And look how that turned out, right? So to your point, like, it, it may not be the experience, but having, like, gaining that experience under somebody else's wing versus that mentorship. Yeah. Versus like trying to take that leadership position at 20. I mean, there's something to be said for that. 100%. And speaking of green Bay, how about love? I think it's going to be good. I mean, I think the three years, so he's three years, right? So yeah. he's looking good and he was behind Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, he looked decisive and sharp and you know it'd be interesting it's gonna be interesting to see how that goes and then Derek Carr I love me some Derek Carr I don't even know why but I love that guy he looked good in, in New Orleans and um so cheering for him 100% cheering for for Mr. Derek Carr um I don't know did you guys catch any of the highlights um Russell Wilson no do share there are some scrambles, but I think I'm going to agree with Sherry on this one. Like there's a lot happening there. There's a whole new head coach. Like, I just think there's a lot happening. So I'm not, I'm just, I'm optimistic. I'm just it is. Say. It's that preseason, give it time, let 
let everybody figure out where they fit in. Yes. Yes. I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. Um, I feel like there was somebody else I wanted to chat about. Um, can't remember what that was, but uh, let's chat about this. How about Ezekiel Elliott, former cowboy, now a New England Patriot? Are we Zeke fans? I do like Zeke. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't like <laughs> either of those teams. So it makes it hard to like a player and either of those. But I think, I think, you know, it's a, it's a one-year deal. It's short. It's, you know, it gives him a chance to show what's going on, what he can do there and see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a big Dallas Cowboy fan. Sorry. Sorry, guys, but I am a 49er fan. We've got deep, deep scars here from those games. Washington right here. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, same boat, I'm sure. There's not a whole lot of love in this room for, I, for anybody involved. I'm sure. You picked a bad story, topic line. <laughs> Pick another player. I know, and I don't think any of us picked um, running back as the position we'd play in the NFL if we were playing in the NFL. So, no, I'm just kind of curious, though, because, you know, Beth, you're our AFC representation here. You know, it's going to be in your conference now and just didn't know if you had any feels I about it. I think it'll be like, – I always love good competition. I do not appreciate competition from New England – regardless of what it is. <laughs> so, I mean, it'll be good to see, but at the end of the day, like, I feel like we've got enough to roll with against the Jets and Miami right now. I don't really need one more stressful game. Yeah. I would like an easy game in our conference and I don't see one. Yeah. 100%. Oh, speaking of the Jets. Okay. So I, uh, I, I, um, I've not been a huge Jet fans collectively. However, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers um, and they got Robert Sala, right? The 49ers, former defensive coach. Love that guy. And I need to start watching Hard Knocks. Have you guys watched this? Have you ever watched that show? Mm -mm. I did. a. I watched like a episode, but not more than that. I don't. Yeah, but I feel like I know the name and I know I have, but I'm not recalling. They that. follow an NFL team through the season. And so you can kind of watch, you know, what happens kind of behind closed doors, so to speak. And um, apparently, so on Get Up Today, Greeny was talking about how Robert Sala went in on the offensive line. And um, it was it was impressive. And it was everything that I thought Robert Sala was. And I was like, just star eyes, you know, like, oh, he's so fabulous. He gave it to him straight. I mean, there was no lies told, but he was basically like, you know, it doesn't matter if we have that this you know, multi-million dollar quarterback and all these stud receivers. And, you know, we can do all these things, but none of it's going to work if the offensive line doesn't change who we are as a, as a team, right? Like if you're not doing your job, nothing else matters. Quarterback doesn't have time. You're, you know, every, the play is not going to, is not going to develop the way it needs to if offensive line doesn't do what they need to do. So it was, it was just, oh, dropping F-bombs. Sherry, I know you love that. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about cursing um, before we hopped onto this podcast, but no. Uh, yeah. So you, you made me think about that for sure. Um, let's chat about um, Michael Orr. Yeah. I know you guys yeah. have heard this story. Yeah. A lot. Uh, this is a tough one, man. It's both it's sides. to feel it from both sides. Yeah. 
because both sides are like are coming out like the you know this isn't true this isn't true and and of course how much publicity this got in the the movie and like the the sad you know story and the, the allegations coming out from him and just every time I turn around there's a counter punch from the other side you know what I mean and it's it's really sad um, yeah it's just really sad it feels like I don't know it feels like it didn't have to to get to where it is one way or another and I just I don't have a side man I just I keep like woof, 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 like tennis ball going back across the court you know it is yeah. because I feel like my initial reaction is how dare they do this to this yeah. guy yeah. and then I look back at it though it's like but he was 18 mm-hmm. adoption is isn't really a thing after 18 so yeah. I get the thought process I guess it's whatever was in their hearts when they did conservatorship so I think that's where where my standing is if in their hearts they were doing conservatorship to help them through this process help him through the process of moving forward because you're still a young adult and you're still trying to do all of these things then then I don't see anything wrong with it if in their hearts they were in it because they knew he was going to be a great player and he knew that they knew that there were other things that they could gain from it. Yeah. I don't know. know, It's like, it's a, get to somebody know those things. Yeah. How do you get to somebody's intent? I mean, that's what's just, I, I honestly think the movie broke that family apart. Yeah. Yeah. So for those who don't know, this is the story of Michael Orr, who was the left tackle for the Ravens. Um, he was, uh, homeless at one point in Mississippi, um, came up, uh, family, the Tua family is the ones that kind of took him in, helped, um, shelter him, give him, you know, place to stay close, to, close to wear food to eat. Um, the movie, the blind side is about this story. There was a book that was written that then became the, the movie, the blind side, Sandra Bullock won, I think an Academy award for it, um, uh, for her performance in it. And it really kind of catapulted his story in the NFL. And um, now it's coming out that, you know, in the movie and in the, I, I did not read the book, but I'm assuming because the movie is based on the book that it was portrayed that it was an adoption that that happened. And um, which is now we're finding out is false. It's come out that it was a conservatorship. Um, as Beth said, he was 18. And, and so it doesn't seem like that was something that was in the stars for that age, but um, and and it, Michael Orr is now his attorney has come out and said that he has not earned a single cent on any of the proceeds that were earned from the revenue made on the movie. Um, and it is going back and forth. And, you know, you kind of don't know Beth spot on. Like, what is the intent? Right. That's what we need to know is what what was the genuine intent at that point? And unfortunately, none of us were there when this happened. So we're never going to know that truly. It's only going to be whatever, you know, we read in papers or see on on TV and on the news and on the Internet. So very sad um, story. I, I mean, he is doing well for himself these days. He came out with his own book. He's doing lots of um, uh speaking events and things like that. So he had a great career with the Ravens. Um, so you kind of, there's the double-edged sword, like would he have made all that if he hadn't had advisement? But then the other side is, could you have still advised him and, and nurtured him and mentored him so that he could still have the same outcome 
without having the legal, um, the re the legal side of that. I don't. Well, I, don't I, I think like I, you know, not to go down a rabbit hole, but I have to think about what led to the book. How did the story get told? You know, so I start thinking about well, how did sorry, my dog. <laughs> Coco's interrupting. <laughs> People keep opening the door like they do all day when I'm at work. Um, but anyway, how did the story get out? You know, and so I start having my cynical mind about the the toys and the thing that Michael Orr originally was very upset about was that in the movie and assume the book, it portrayed him as being a dumb student and he was really upset about that yeah so, i mean this has been going back a long time there's a lot of intricacies so it's like again i can't i'm i'm just ping-ponging across the table but i think it's a very just sad um hopefully not ending for yeah this family i'd like to go back and like you said i haven't read the book either but i feel like it would be interesting to read the book and maybe i don't know if there's in the foreword or anything like that that gives a little bit more background as to you know where did the story originate from yeah is it, is it an interview is it an interview with michael or is it an interview with the tweet who who gave this story up like you said did yeah. the family give this story up in well, it was a friend of the dad, the uh, Tua, the uh, Tui, the the father. Uh -huh. um, it was a friend of his who wrote the book. That part I do know. So it was okay. a friend uh -huh. of the families that wrote the book. Um, and I don't remember. I mean, usually when you do a book like that, you're interviewing all members of the of the household. But yeah. yeah, I would assume. But that, it's interesting but again, because you're right. Because what what you were saying is that in the movie it does portray him as unintelligent and yeah. poor and just needing all of these, this poor puppy dog that just needed to be cared for um, to make them out to look like they are this amazing family. And they very well could still be. Very well could be. It's yeah. just a matter of, like I said, what is the intent? Where did the story really originate? And what is, what does it boil down to? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And it's, it's a sad story that it all, <laughs> You know, even when I watched the movie the first time, that was like my thought was like, did they run this by him? Because he didn't, he, you know, it's making him look some kind of way. And as a mom, I'm like, I don't know if I'd feel completely okay with that being the portrayal that's put out there to media. Of well, like, yeah. I mean, let's, I'm sorry, it's been a while since I've watched the movie, but from my recollection, it basically painted the twist. How do you pronounce their last two ways, name? I think. I think it's two ways. Yeah. In like a saint light. And so, again, just seeing kind of the allegations comes out just gives me a lot of pause. I think I'm a lot more cynical maybe than I used to be about people's intentions. And it gives me a lot of pause how the characters came out in that based on the, now finding out it's, you know, the dad's friend that was writing the book and sold the story, it, it, I'm sorry, it feels a little icky to me. <laughs> like, well, and I mean, if we're going down this rabbit hole, man, I might as well take my, my snacks with me because, you know, as a member of the BIPOC community, there is this whole other story where it's 
okay, you know, white people are, are looking a little Cinderella-ish, you know, they, they, they championed this guy and, oh, look, kind of like the white horse, the savior, they came in and they rescued this guy. And again, why is that the narrative? Why can't it just be like, hey, this is a person in need. He just really needed mentorship. He just really needed guidance. You know, yes, you can supply all the other things, but why was it needed for an actual um, uh, conservatorship? That's the question is, yeah. you know. What was, I, the, I, what was the purpose of the conservatorship? Correct, correct. And then, it, I mean, yeah. So we because, went down there. We because went. if you have a family type relationship at the age of 18, wouldn't family conversations and mentorship as a regular family provide that same guidance? Correct. Why would it have to be, we need to have control of your money or and, we need to I have mean, control of your, like, cause, because if it was my family, I would definitely say, yes, somebody needs to mentor you and somebody needs to do that. I'm going to hire somebody to figure this out. Right. Yeah. Not necessarily let me be in control of your money because I can't handle your money. I can't handle my money. How am I going to handle your money? Right. And like, would you, would you, would either one of you guys right, Brittany, put your 18 year old in a conservatorship? No, no. All right. That's Sherry, probably, we're going to say something. <laughs> That's probably the answer you need, right? Like, only, yeah. And the only thing I think of when I hear conservatorship now is Britney Spears, right? She was forced into it. She's fighting this her adult life. Michael Orr is, what, 35? And he's fighting this his adult life. So, I mean, yeah, you got to get into the... And normally, I read up a little bit on the legal parts of it. Normally, a conservative conservatorship comes into play when the person is unstable or has some sort of thing. And he was 18, wasn't mentally unstable conservatorship that is now lasted 17 years past his 18th birthday. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, ping pong, ping pong. Right. It just seems like an odd way to proceed. Yeah with a family relationship. Correct. Agree. Yeah. 100%. 100% agree. Well, we'll, we'll continue to follow the story and see how that uh, shakes out all our best to um, the family involved. You know, it's going to be hard for everybody involved, um, especially Michael or so, you know, sending our condolences as they, try to navigate these waters. It's not going to be a fun situation. So does he our, his own now does? Does he have what? A family of his own. Do you know? Do we know? I don't know that. I don't, um, I don't, know. I don't know that. Uh, I mean, he's always had a family. It's just that they were I'm like a wife. No, like has wife. Partner. Oh, oh, yes. He is yeah. married. He is married. married. Um, I'm not he's sure. Good. Let's see. Let's see if he's got some. Google to the rescue right now. Google, yes. You know? that another layer, right? Like this is such a, a juicy topic. It adds another layer. It's like, what would be Michael Orr's reason for doing this? And if it's the fact that he has kids and wants to clear up this misconception 
about him like his family or yeah exactly dating they went on to have four children together two sons and two daughters so yeah well and i wonder what that legally what a conservatorship if that just disappears when you get married like what i mean is he under conservatorship what what is what does that mean they have to be involved in any contract he signs any day though yeah they he's still under to my understanding he's still under it and what the family has said the twees have said well we wouldn't protest ending the conservatorship anytime now in the future and then you got to go but he's isn't he 35 <laughs> what do you mean now with kids and a wife children at 35 what do you mean you're because because if i'm gonna marry somebody i feel like if i heard about this situation and maybe it's just me but i would have been but real that's, good that's and real quick to be like we need to go ahead and terminate this yeah <laughs> there's so much left to unbuckle here like there's so much left to just roll out but yeah, how would you like to have those in-laws? We just talked for like minutes and we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't like this about the situation. Thanksgiving is going to be real awkward this year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So what's next? What do we got going on this weekend? Um, we still got more uh, preseason games. Ladies, what are we looking forward to? Anything in particular? You know, I don't pay attention to preseason. Um, I did see that a bunch of my bills got in a scuffle recently at practice. Really? So I need Diggs to to take off his princess crown and uh, start playing football with everybody. Um, But we'll see. They got into a... So Diggs and... uh, Allen and a couple other players were got into a couple scuffles about I don't even know. Apparently hands were shaken at the end. I didn't read too deep into it because I believe that they're going to figure it out. But um, wait, was this that joint? Was this that practice with the other team? Like because you know before they actually play the preseason game, they're they're actually in. You know, we this, played... is, this is just scrimmage with their own team. With this their is own like, team. Okay. Yeah, with their own team. That happens. It, it happens. Um, it's so coming. I'm hoping it's all coming from a good place and it's going in a good place. But, y'all, I love me some digs, but he is kind of prima donna right now, and I need him to, yeah. to calm it down. Well, he, I'll sh- ooh, go ahead, Sherry. So I need him to calm down, too. I've always loved him as a player, always. Well, I, need, I need him to play his game, and I love his heart. Yeah. But he's got to understand that he's not the only one. I'll tell you last year, last, you know, I I finally watched preseason last year and uh, Fred Warner, our linebacker, our cap El Capitan. uh, He was a, woo, he was giving it to them and there were scuffles and his whole thing. He came out and said after one of the practices, he's like, look, I, if I'm not giving my best to them, then they're not giving the best to us. Like, that's what practices are about. It's not just like this lazy going through. He's like, I'm coming after you. I don't care that you're my teammate. 
me coming after you is me challenging you to be the best version of you and put that on the football field. And after that, I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go. And um, that's why I want to be a linebacker because, you know, we're built different. <laughs> changed my answer from the first time you said it. I changed my answer. Oh, what is it now? Owner. Oh, my drop. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> and that's the end of episode two. Uh, yes. For those who don't know, if you haven't checked out our website, go to um, girlfriendsinfootball.com. You'll see our bios. And in there, the question is, what position would you play if you could play anything? Well, I put linebacker or defensive coordinator. Beth straight up was like head coach because I need to be in charge. And now Sherry drops the bomb and says, I'm changing it to owner. <laughs> yeah. You can't say there aren't some strong women in this group. Right. <laughs> I knew. Right. I knew it'd be magic. I actually was thinking about it. I was like, wait, why would I? I want to make the decisions. Why would I be choosing this? But because, you know, I'm I, I'm, I'm a brute for my size. So I'm like, yeah, I, and I want to do all the fancy plays. So I'm thinking, you know, defensive tackle. I'm thinking tight end. I'm thinking, you know, steal the spotlight. And then I'm like. No, I, I just want to own the team. I mean, why, that's what I want to do. I just want to own the team. If I own the team, I can throw balls with whoever I want, right? <laughs> nice. And you don't even have to be good at football. Right? <laughs> well, actually, I vote for you, Sherry. I mean, you're already an owner. You're going to own our little um, fantasy football league. So yep. you're- I have a friend that's going to join as well. Okay. Send me. A, so we're doing just gals, right? Yeah. And um, send me an email, please, or the email address, please, Beth. I'm gonna, my daughter, Sam, uh, will also, and uh, possibly a girlfriend or two, but I just wanted everybody to have a chance to ask one or two people so we could do a nice 10 to 12 league and I'll get it set up so we can determine draft time yes. or just set it up and then just send to you guys and say, invite other people. All right, so this is my first fantasy. So should I just ask my to walk me through the process or are there any tips that We're, I should have? Oh, maybe we should focus like next week on talking about fantasy, fantasy tips and tricks, sleepers, bus, how to set up your I'm team. Yeah. Making notes now. That is a good idea. Awesome. I feel like this podcast was built for me so that I can become a better football fan. <laughs> so it was you, coach desi for creating this so that i can become better you me sherry and our two listeners out there so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> one more thing sherry if you're not following the bucks on instagram you are missing out sis because mike evans had me cracking the hell up he was driving around the helmet and i don't know like i seriously am going to have a like competition on who's socials like which team socials is rocking it and right now it's the bucks because they crack my shit up literally the caption was you see me riding oh my we God. rolling and he's like just totally in the helmet doing his thing. I, I need to get on instagram everybody talks about it instead and so i locked myself out somehow with my instagram profile or tried to log in from somewhere else so i lost my first entire instagram and somebody sent me something and I was trying to view it on Instagram and it made me set up a whole new account. I don't even know my username. I don't even know how I got in. I don't Sherry. know. What, 
complicated. I know. Hand your phone to Sam <laughs> and she'll get you set up. That's what I did. You guys think I did all this by myself? No, there's a 19 year old that I work with that I was like, here, girlfriend, hook a sister up. Like, this I don't know how to set up multiple accounts. Do this. <laughs> In my defense, I turn 48 tomorrow. <laughs> whoop, whoop, that's right. Happy hey. birthday. <laughs> oh, that means that we have to go to our pizza spot. Shout out to Steve in Brick City. Yeah, maybe Steve will watch one time. Oh, maybe. Maybe we could get him to like the channel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bring the stickers and whatever else you have, whatever. Magnets. Yeah, the stickers, the magnets. Oh, yeah. And I got the latrine set up. Don't forget, we got the the air conditioned porta potties. I am sad. So I can't sad. be there. I, I live too far away. Listen, don't think I didn't ask him. Like, can we do a trip to Atlanta? Please. Do. I was like, seriously, my girlfriend needs to experience this, and she's in Atlanta. Can we go to? Atlanta? How does that work? Can we make it? I, I need to see a lot of pictures. I mean, don't film. No film does. Just pictures. Well, you could film, but wait, you know. like pictures, pictures on like a disposable camera pictures. So no. that there's no evidence like back when we went. To but wait, <laughs> are we talking about in the bathroom or at the tailgate? <laughs> I'm talking about I want to see the this inside of the latrine, but without anybody using it. <laughs> No, there, there's like individual stalls. Like you open up, there's a door, there's two sinks and like three toilets. That's is that what gorgeous. it is? Or maybe oh. two. Yeah, they're know. fancy. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. We're going to go live from the bathroom, August 26th <laughs> at Raymond James Stadium. That's what girlfriends in football cares about. We care about your tush and your AC. So come see us. Oh, okay. On that note, I feel like this is a good time for us to wrap this baby up before it goes way left. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today. This is season one, episode two, Girlfriends in Football presents the tailgate party. Join us again next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you reach out to us on socials, Girlfriends in Football on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So you guys have a good week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Hump day. Bye. Bye. All right, we're off.